It's Thursday, February 19th. Welcome to Market Foolery. I'm Mark Reith, and joining me in studio today from Million Dollar Portfolio, Jason Moser, and from Stock Advisor Canada, Taylor Muckerman. Gentlemen, how's it going? Hey, hey. Uh, plenty to get to today, including more talk about Walmart and, of course, vanilla ice. <laughs> But we begin. <laughs> we begin with Priceline, Priceline Negotiator. Um, Jason, just looking at some of the numbers uh, for this recent quarter, they just announced not bad at all. No, no, not bad at all. I think this is a business that people uh, number one they underestimate, and number two, I think they probably think it is sort of you know reached its peak. It's it's a big company now, and they mm. probably don't see a lot of growth uh, maybe ahead. And I, I would disagree on both counts. I mean, I, I or well, I would disagree on the on the on the growth side of things. I think it's easy to underestimate it because maybe you don't quite understand exactly, uh, you know, how they make their money. I think most people here see Priceline and they think immediately William Shatner, of course, Kaylee um, Cuoco. Am I pronouncing her name correctly? I think she's a new, um, you know. Slinger of their message, of so to speak. Um, but but really, I mean, the key the the key to this company is is Booking. dot com, and you've probably seen some of those commercials. If you're a geezer like me and you haven't cut the cord, mm-hmm. then you've seen on on TV a lot of those commercials for Right Booking now, mm-hmm. and and that's where they make their real uh, hey, it's 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 all hotel rooms, and so. Uh, hotel providers in their network now over six hundred thousand. That's up over forty one percent from last year. Jeez. Uh, you know they they play into that trend where you know people are looking for a room. They don't necessarily care where it is. They care that it's a three or a four star room, and they're mm. going to try to find the best deal generally in that area. And so for for the networks for the hotels, it's it's a wonderful network to be a part of because they're they're really able to uh, you know to to sell their their rooms. Mm. Um, and for Priceline, you know they they continue to get a little scrape of of every of every one that they sell. And in global travel is just a huge. Market. I mean, it's it's seen as overall a multi-trillion-dollar market opportunity. Uh, when you look at what the internet has done in just a short period of time and completely disrupting this entire industry, Priceline has been really at the core of it all. And I think they still have a lot of room to run. Well, to that point, uh, international operations is a huge part of Priceline's business. One of the things they're a little hesitant about, though, is uh, currency headwinds, because the dollar's so strong, they're not going to be making as much money abroad. Are you worried at all about that? You know, I'm not. I tend to look at currency headwinds as kind of one of those things that, over the longer haul, it, it works both ways. I mean, it's a good point that you make there, because they do make about 75% of their revenue overseas, internationally speaking, outside of the United States. Uh, so, yeah, when you, when you see uh, the dollar strengthen, you see uh, other currencies weaken, and consequently, uh, Priceline did note that, uh, looking forward, they're probably going to witness some currency headwinds, and mm-hmm. there could be some problems there. But but I think when you look at this company, you think think as we do as as uh, you know five and ten year uh, sort of investor time frames. There, currency headwinds work both ways, and it's not really uh, reasonable to sit there and try and and place a bet. Um, on on a currency, you know, we're not forex traders. We're we're Thankfully. buying you know shares and businesses that we that we want to own for long periods of time. And so currency currency effects can work both ways. And uh, you know, sometimes those those currency concerns can open up opportunities for investors. I think today, uh, you know, I think I think the market is is wisely looking at at price lines, bright future, and. and you know, more or less, kind of not so worried about the currency effects. The stock's doing pretty well, it looks like today. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, it was a phenomenal quarter, huge market opportunity. There's some consolidation in the industry going on. Uh, yeah, we know, just they, saw that with Expedia, right? Yeah, Expedia, well, and, Orbitz. Expedia and Orbitz. And yeah. then um, you know, you saw Priceline not too terribly long ago. They bought OpenTable, yep. uh, so they are are really you know making it a t- a total experience. Uh, 
you know, type of, of uh, buffet of, of, of services they offer. And, and I think uh, they'll continue to do that. And uh, and they'll continue, I think, to lead the way in this in this global online travel industry. Keep Going back to the strong dollar, I'd be surprised if their U.S. business doesn't pick up because people are like, "Holy smokes, I could go eat mo- more pho in <laughs> Vietnam or smoke some more hookah in Morocco or something." I don't know. No, Smoking I mean that's a very good Morocco. point. That's a good way to look at both sides of the coin there with currency effects right. the- and why ultimately, you know, we we just don't try to play that game. Yeah. All right, moving right along. Solar City is down today, uh, despite the fact that revenue increased 52%, but it fell a little bit short on income, thanks to some of the expenses from this quarter. Taylor, when you and I were talking about this beforehand, uh, and I mentioned that they fell short on income, you said, and I quote, big whoop. <laughs> Why is it just such a big whoop for you? Um, for me, they, they hit on revenue, and the top line with this company is where I'm looking. Hmm. Uh, near term, they're, they're pumping out a lot of cash to install their Providing loans for for the installations as well. Um, so we're looking at cash streams for this company that are 20 and 30 years long. So I'm expecting a tipping point to come along sometime in the the near to midterm where they've got enough solar leasing contracts out there to where the net income is, is just an afterthought because they're they're growing so rapidly. I mean, they're talking about annual revenues up 100 percent. They're talking about still cost per watt dropping 9% this mm. quarter, trying to achieve some very long-term goals. Um, they say they have residential installations that exceed their next 70 competitors combined. Not bad. So that's some market share there. And um, they have these long-term goals that they're talking about. By 2018, they want a million uh, customers. Mm-hmm. And they've been growing their customer base at over 90% since 2012 on an annual basis. To reach that one million, they only need to grow at about sixty-five percent or sixty-one percent, excuse me, till twenty eighteen. So they can actually slow down and still reach these goals that they're offering up for for the long term, and that's where I'm focused with this company because it, it is hitting on all those marks. Yes, it missed on on the guidance and the expectations for net income, but that had a little bit to do with some commercial deployments that were supposed to come out in the fourth quarter. That weren't canceled; they were just delayed because these are some the, the commercial deployments are are more lumpy than the residential leases. Um, so that's that's already taking place this quarter and and the second the first half of 2015. And they've got pricing power with their My Power Solar Leasing Plan in California. They have they have such demand; they're already raising interest rates on these leases from the range of four and a half to five percent hmm. um, to five to five to five and a half percent. So. Right there, they're already exerting some power over their customer base because demand is so high. Sound like Simon Erickson over there with all this positivity about Solar City. Well, I mean, yeah, they so so they missed out on on um, some of the commercial deployments, but their their revenues growing, their costs are, are lowering, and they they just keep adding bits and pieces to this business that that are going to provide long term boosts. So fundamentally, long term, you like it, but in the last six months, it the the shares have declined actually about twenty percent, mm-hmm. mainly just because oil has gotten so much cheaper right. now. Why not buy oil instead of you know with the with the solar power and such? Classic short term thinking. Gotta yeah, love yeah, it. Exactly. Well, that's my question. Scoff. Is once once and it will turn around once the oil uh, starts starts increasing in price again. Is it all just going to magically turn around for Solar City? Is it is the market finally going to catch up to Solar City's solid fundamentals? They could. I don't know if um, Solar City hinges totally on the price of oil, but right. it do, it does to some degree. Um, and you you can speak to the short term mindset with uh, you know 
truck and SUV sales surging right now because people are like, holy smokes, I can afford more gas. So I'm going to buy this tank that only gets 15 miles to the gallon. And then next year when gas is back above $3, we're... You know, not being able to fill Gonna up our tanks and, and making our kids walk to soccer practice. Yeah. So you stretch um, that time frame really far out. <laughs> I'm willing to bet that the sun is going to last longer than the amount of oil on this earth. Uh, it's not Anybody for us to speculate. Especially if our ozone continues to deteriorate because of oil consumption in the near term. <laughs> wow. We the are... sun will be more powerful. These solar panels will be able to absorb it all, and we'll just be completely reliant. Like solar Farrell. City. Do you remember that Will Ferrell uh, Saturday Night Live skit with Harry Carey and Jeff Gold? <laughs> Bloom, you love your he's hair. Like talking care. about the planets, and he's like, "What's your favorite planet?" And he's like, "Mine's the sun." <laughs> <laughs> the sun's not a planet, Harry. Oh wow, we are getting way off topic. That's let's, what we're here for. Let's move right along. Uh, Walmart was in the news yesterday, and we talked about it on the show. It was in the news for all the wrong reasons. It was voted the worst retailer in America by consumers. Again, it was it was voted 2011, 2012, 2013, and of course 2014. Do they share with that news who's voted the best? Uh, they, yes, they yes. Nordstrom, Nordstrom, Nordstrom won yeah, this year. That's not surprising. Um, and if you not guys surprising. out there want to send us your favorite or least favorite retailers, just drop us a line at radioatfool.com. Before we dive into Walmart, least favorite retailer, Jason. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. Man. Think about oh, it. Man, I would have thought about that. Put it on the spot. Well, while, while you are thinking, I'm just going to say that the free shoe shines at Nordstrom's are probably the delightful. reason why it's oh, yeah. I, I, I would say, honestly, I mean, I, I I figure out any way not to go to a Walmart. I mean, it's as <laughs> bad as well that sounds. Said. I mean, I'm not trying to bandwagon it, but I, if, I, I will do anything I can to not go into one. Well, is it the that, sole reason for the urbanization of America? People are trying to move into cities just to get away from well, Walmart. I don't, have anything, it's, I don't have anything against the Walmart per se, but it's just when you go go into it it's so big mm-hmm. you don't know where to start to try to find what you want to find and i am extremely conditioned at this point to just go to amazon type what i want yeah. in the search bar and it magically appears on my doorstep 2 days later so <laughs> the future is now all right so walmart is in the news today not just for earnings which they did they did pretty well on but uh, they have announced that they will be increasing the pay for their workers up to uh, $9 and then perhaps even $10 in 2016 mm. they have not been anywhere close to that in the recent past one of the reasons people don't like Walmart is because, you know, uh, it's pretty clear that the employees there just don't give a hoot. And they're, they're stocking the shelves is all over the place. Customer service isn't great. Cashiers aren't at their cash registers, so lines are long. Is this what turns things around, Jason? Is this no. little pay bump gonna gonna <laughs> no. make you go to Walmart? Nope, not at all. <laughs> I mean, I, I applaud Walmart for doing this. I think that's great. By the same token, you know, Amazon is gonna you know keep on investing in their robot workforce, and so at some point you have to ask yourself the question: uh, what what is the typical worker at Walmart providing? Mm-hmm. Ultimately, it's service, mm-hmm. right? They're not really differentiated. They're not helping me install something or providing some sort of technical expertise. And so so bottom line is it, it's service. And, and you know, things like this, I mean, it's it's maybe a little bit of a sort of a goodwill measure and they're trying to, you know, op, you know, open up the dialogue to to seeing a little bit more of a light at the end of the tunnel there. But at the end of the day, I mean, it, the workers are still going to want more and, and rightly so. I mean, you know, minimum wage in this country is extremely low and I don't understand how you, you make it work on minimum wage anymore, uh, even if you're just a couple of bucks over it. So, I mean, I think, you know, ultimately, is this going to encourage workers to, to provide that extra level of service? I'm skeptical it does. I, th- I think it, you know, it's certainly going to play out on the company's 
uh, profitability. I think that when you look at the stock over the past five and ten years, while the stock has done okay, mm-hmm. it's trailed the market um, on both counts, and they've they've done an okay job of maintaining their margins during that time period. But I think you know this is the kind of thing that is is going to ding that margin line ultimately. And uh, you know when I look at Walmart, I think. As an investor, I see something where its its best days are behind. Hmm. Uh, Taylor, same sort of question. I, and, and Jason makes an excellent point. They've already lowered guidance for next mm-hmm. year because they're going to be paying their associates more. Does Walmart become the next Costco, for instance? Costco takes very good care of its employees. The results kind of speak for themselves with the stock. What's your take? No, I don't think it's the next Costco whatsoever. <laughs> um, Wegmans might be. I've noticed that they started providing more bulk size items. but. Uh, mm. I don't think that Walmart will hold the flame to Costco in the long run. Mm. Well, they have to they turn that it, around, right. right? It's like Costco's always been always. That Costco was really that, that's how they were from the start, right? And and, and Walmart is is not so much. And Perceived so Walmart's very got poorly. A bigger burden there in trying to really turn around that narrative, and that's going to be extremely difficult to do. I mean, they have the cash, they have the manpower to do it, but for, they're a publicly traded company. So, are they going to take that risk to? Have a few years of a really down market for their stock to turn it around because it's not going to be cheap to do that. No, not at all. All right, definitely something to watch for. Finally, we have to end the show on a bit of a down note. Rob Van Winkle, <laughs> aka Vanilla Ice, was charged with burglary in Palm <laughs> Beach <laughs> County, Florida. Uh, I don't know if you've been keeping up with Vanilla Ice recently, but he has his own do-it-yourself cable TV show, The Vanilla Ice Project. Uh, he was renovating a home, and apparently, and this is all just this is this is all just still in the news. So we don't know for sure, but apparently, he broke into an empty home next door and burgled some <laughs> furniture to bring it over into his do-it-yourself project. Gentlemen, what has happened to Vanilla Ice? <laughs> Wait, this is for a TV show that he stole furniture. <laughs> yes, that's oh exactly. How what much happened. would you <laughs> love to be the, the cop? Right there. God, Stop! No. Put up your hands and listen. Oh God, yeah, that was, that bad, was wasn't just it? That was pretty bad. I was gonna make a Rip Van Winkle joke and say he just needs to take a nap for forty uh-huh. years, but uh, I, maybe it's just a publicity stunt. Maybe, maybe, it, yeah. maybe they're like, oh my God, he's he believes in this show so much that he's willing to steal furniture to I make it happen. I don't think he needs the publicity. He's still appearing at the Columbus, Ohio Home and Garden Show uh, <laughs> yes, convention wow. on Saturdays. Talk about commitment to your craft. Are there any publicly traded companies we can go there and talk about? <laughs> yeah. What, yeah, what I will go to Columbus, Ohio, right now. <laughs> what channel is this on? Because I guarantee you, there's an investing angle there somewhere. Uh huh. Some it's, some do you, home do yourself network. It's probably yes. It's, it's either scripts or Discover, isn't it? I mean, it's one of those two. Or are you so? Are you shorting those companies now? Or are you nah, going? Along? I wouldn't go that far. I just you know, it's it's. We could probably dig up a little bit more information on this if we wanted. Oh, vanilla, forty-seven years old and still kicking it. All right, Jason Moser, Taylor Muckerman, guys, thanks for being here. Thanks. Thank you. As always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and the Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against. So don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's it for this edition of Market Foolery. The show is mixed by Dan Boyd. I'm Mark Reith. Thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>